0: Good day and thank you for tuning in to our regular UK Hospitality Cymru podcast. We are back with David Chapman, catching up on the issues currently affecting hospitality businesses. Now, David, since we last spoke, the Chancellor announced a number of measures to support hospitality businesses, including the 50% business rates discount extension. What has the reaction been to that in Wales?
1: Well, within minutes, I'd apply to Welsh Government because it must be remembered by members across the UK and here that the Welsh Government Uh, operates separately, has its own separate budgets and makes its own separate decisions, and it receives um, consequential payments from the budget on percentage terms through what's called the Barnett formula. But there are no guarantees that things that are spent by the Chancellor in England will be replicated here. So within minutes, I was in touch with the world government to say, not just could we have the 50% business rate relief, which is a great win for UK hospitality across the UK, but we would ask for more here because uh, in Wales um, we've had sort of longer closed, more restrictions, and um, the industry has, has suffered uh, consequentially. So we're asking for that. We've had very good response, I think, over the past 12 months about our arguments on business rates so I'm very hopeful that we'll get at least a similar package because we just cannot afford for the industry here to have a cliff edge in April where it goes from a 100% business rates uh, relief holiday here um, to nothing to absolutely no support at all we can't have that happen uh, particularly if VAT does increase which we hope it won't and on that front um, I've asked the minister uh, through his team if he will support our campaign to Westminster to uh, encourage the government there to consider an extension of uh, lower rates of VAT for us. So I think they're the two main issues that would come out of the uh, non-devolved uh, powers, um, and we are pushing really hard there and receiving, um, to be fair, uh, you know, a good a good response. From world government, I think it's just a matter of them now looking at what budget they have and how they can apply it, uh, hopefully to our to our favour. And
0: that's due in December, is it?
1: Uh, around about I think it's around about um, end of November December time when it it, it sort of tends to stretch because it goes into a debating process and sometimes comes back and forth so uh, they normally have it out of the way from what I recall somewhere around about January time or even February to have it confirmed but the first stages will be in a a matter of weeks but I think in terms of the the business rates element uh, that's a matter for them to look at balancing the books more so than actually sort of spending the money through a budget. It's looking at how they can do that rather than committed items in a budget, if you like.
0: And onto a more challenging topic that I think a lot of businesses are worried about at the moment is COVID passes. Many businesses I think have been struggling with that. What news have you been having from businesses on this?
1: Well, it's still it's still a foggy um response. It's only a few weeks since it was open, but just to refresh the listeners' memories. The First Minister last Friday at the three-weekly review said that we were very likely facing an extension of the use of COVID passes, um, and that is likely to be announced in at the next three-week review, which comes up around about the 19th of November, I believe. And he also announced an extension, an immediate extension of the passes to theatres, cinemas and uh, concert halls. So the direction of travel is clearly there um, and the industry probably to be uh, prepared that this could come along because it's not something that you can introduce overnight and I think it wouldn't hurt to have that in the business model and risk assessments of most businesses. We are of course arguing that it shouldn't be extended to uh, other hospitality businesses because the uh, gain from it would be far outweighed by the damage it will cause in terms of um, uh, hitting viability and uh, increasing staffing uh, needs, uh, which, first of all, we haven't got the staffing at the moment. And secondly, that's an extra cost which we can barely afford, particularly at the time um, when we need to make as much money as we can just before Christmas um, in this series, before we hit the uh, in this series of, uh, uh, of months before we get to the normally fairly quieter time of January, February, and March. So that's that's what we're faced with. This week, I got together a members' meeting um, of key members to talk directly to Welsh government to let them know what their anecdotal experiences were. It, it made. Uh, poor listening, really. The, the There is definitely a drop-off in attendances at places like nightclubs. Um, there seems to be young people are doing really well with the passes. And so from what we hear from our representatives on the ground there in Swansea and in Cardiff in particular, that seems to be not a problem. But as the generations go, as you go through the generations, it becomes more and more. Uh, obstacles and and sort of um I suppose you could almost say resentment to having to do it. I'm not sure that there's a tight i t capability for a lot of people. I think there's a confusion and and they feel um you know I think they're feeling they're being singled out because perhaps they're not that clued up about what the actual sort of restrictions involve, so we've got to get over that and implement that, and obviously that's a microcosm of what is going to happen in the next few weeks. Um, if we get a widespread um, introduction of of COVID passes. So the most we can do at the moment is to put those arguments to watch government and say, look, this is what it will involve if you do that. Uh, But I must say, we we are getting a fairly clear message that because things are so high here at the moment, and the figures we had on Friday were 700 per 100,000, which is the highest in the UK, there's very little scope. Uh, the government tell us for are doing anything um, in the other areas where COVID is being passed around, which is obviously hospital, schools, care homes um, and retail um, and workplaces where people are in workplaces. And so, yet again, we seem to have been singled out for the um, direct actions. And I'm not clear about how successful they are. And I think that's something which a lot of our members and probably the public as well would be thinking just how successful are they? Because from our information, transmission rates in hospitality outlets are really low, much lower than retail, for instance, and workplaces. Um, And yet there are no restrictions there. So, you know, that's our argument. We'll wait to see where we, we get on the 19th. But I think the thing to say to the industry is, just be prepared because, you know, you don't want to be in a position where this is introduced and you're not ready to be able to accommodate it.
0: And finally, if we touch on the ongoing challenge that the industry is also facing on recruitment, what's UK Hospitality been doing in this area?
1: Well, we I mean, I work very regularly with as many of the skills um, authorities, if you like, the skills partnerships in Wales. We've got skills partnerships in the southeast, southwest, mid and north. Um, and I'm I sit on the southeast one, and I also help to create uh, and sit on the Wales Hospitality Schools program. And the point of all of that is that we know we're starting from a low base here, and we need to radically change the schools and careers system. And that process is underway, and I'm I am pleased with it, and I think we've got a very good opportunity now to have industry led work experience and work modules in courses and various other things that will genuinely bring uh young people into the industry and see what it's like and not just how but the misconceptions that are sometimes passed on by parents and and um, and, and school teachers who look after careers so there are gains there but the immediate short term problems uh can uh, continue and there is no real sign of that changing um it's a, it's an irony that uh, other other businesses other sectors like retail are able to pay um, additional amounts. And let's face it, our wages seem to have gone up by as much as 20% in the six months uh, to try to attract people into the industry. But we're still able to be outbid by other industries that have had a pretty good time over COVID um, and to some extent at our expense in that, the displacement of alcohol sales into supermarkets has obviously helped increase profits in that area, and then they can challenge us for the recruitment pool to fill up um, to fill up their employment establishment um, as, as we struggle. So, messages I'm getting is that most places are still perhaps twenty, thirty, or more percent short of the staff they would like to have. Um, there's a disturbing trend in it. And that is that I think they've had to cut their cloth to be able to serve the customers with this reduced level of recruitment. And so the offer is probably being downgraded a little, not in terms of quality, but in terms of of plurality, if you like, uh, where you might say have a hotel that changes from dinner, bed and breakfast to just bed and breakfast or uh, closes a number of its rooms because its staff is already at full capacity and they don't want burnout of unfairness to be introduced there but that of course affects the business model in the long term. It may be a profitable unit but it's not good news for the Welsh Government in that if that's the case the capacity will reduce and the reduction in that capacity means less people end up having jobs in this industry over a period of time. So what we really need to do is to I understand this short-term solution and I applaud the people who introduce it because they are really shrewd and effective business managers at at keeping themselves not only through Covid but now in the post-Covid difficulties and keeping their businesses going and helping their employees have a future but I think what we do have to do is to see what we can do collectively and that means government and um, uh, the businesses about increasing that work pool again as quickly as possible so while we're having discussions in the next few months which will be directly with Welsh government to say, fine, well we've got something of a um a lull. Let's call it a sort of a brief sort of hiatus in in the in the exchanges over trying to get jobs filled. So let's use that time to start working up um, a powerful recruitment campaign a set of messages um, and communications improving and improve communications in areas like schools and universities between that and the industry and give the industry a bit more clout in being able to um, attract people into the businesses uh, so that they can genuinely see what great opportunities we're able to offer here. So that will be definitely part of of, uh, of the work in the coming months um, uh, as well as the longer term issues which are starting to fall into place now. We're definitely getting recognition for the need for more vocational training and vocational involvement in, in the uh, recruitment process and that is a really good step forward.
0: Thank you David for that update. And if any of our listeners do have any questions on what we've spoken about today or want to help give us feedback to feed into government on your experiences, then please do email us at membership at UKhospitality.org.uk. All business involvement and information really does help us with our lobbying and, and our conversations with government. So we very much welcome you getting in touch with us on any of the experiences you are having at the moment. David, thank you again. Speak to you in about fortnight for another catch up. Yes, thanks. (laughs)